here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett, the president and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Shake Them Ropes. Robin McCarron. Why not bring Virgil back? He's in the game. Cross-promotion. Bring him back. Jeff Hawkins. We have more stories for Virgil than we have half of our mid-card. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know with your explanation how they can't bring him back at this point. This year is coming up, Virgil. He needs the money. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. It is episode 69. I am Rob McCarron. That is Jeff Hawkins. We are here to talk about a whole bunch of pro wrestling, mostly WWE and NXT. A little bit of else, uh, a little bit of other things, possibly, as Jeff Hawkins had some uh, adventures there in Reseda, California this weekend. And hopefully all goes well for those watching on the YouTube channel. You may sometimes see Jeff go a little haywire because for some reason there's something in this house using internet like crazy. And I can't tell what it is, but Jeff... How are you today on this lovely Tuesday? That's J E F H A W K I N S. Right. You're right. I was getting a little bit too much into the Jarrett intro. No, it's funny because as we open, it's like, yeah, I recorded a show with Gabe today. I went, oh, did you? Okay. Oh, you didn't hear? You didn't hear? No. Sorry. I hadn't heard. Well, it was a last minute thing, I need to but stop yeah. Falling, I, need to, I, need to, I need to stop falling asleep in those Voices of Wrestling board meetings. Right. Oh. Voicesofwrestling.com, shakedemropes.com. You can go up. We conducted a little interview with Gabe Sapolsky talking about Evolve 38 this weekend, as well as the uh, WWN live shows coming up WrestleMania weekend. So half hour of Gabe Sapolsky goodness, as well mm. as apologizing to him for my antics on the ROH message board 11 years ago. <laughs> it's good times. Penance. Oh yeah. So ten years ago, are you gonna do? A, are you gonna do like an interview in ten years with like Dave Meltzer and apologize for what you do on the Observer Board? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all, because I'm a godsend there. But what are you gonna do? There's so much to talk about. We watched Christian and Randy Orton from SummerSlam 2011. We're gonna talk about that one as it is match number 86 in our top 100 matches countdown. Uh, we're gonna talk about Raw from this week and the big news. We're gonna talk about Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor, as well as going possibly to WWE. We're going to talk about uh, Jeff's day at PWG. In fact, you know what? I want to start with that. Jeff, you were in PWG. You went to the PWG show. The big thing I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is, at what point did you know you were getting in, and did you ever just figure out that you would, uh, or think that you would just give up trying to get in? Like, what was that process I like came, trying to get in? I came very close to giving up because I was one of the last ones in it's a very tough building uh, to get into now they've I mean they've obviously outgrown the building but you can't have the same PWG atmosphere in almost any place else well this was my first time without a ticket being in line too uh-huh. 
nerve wracking, so, isn't it? it? It was a long day. Um, as you know, I work very unusual hours. Yeah. And then when you texted me, are you going? I was on my way to the show uh-huh. and it started raining. Oh, nice. So I was out in the rain sure. too. Yeah. So I'm sleep deprived. I'm in standing room only conditions in a uh-huh. what's becoming a rather warm American Legion building or Veterans of Foreign Wars building. I forget which it is. Even in exactly. February. I, I'm wet. Right. I'm sleep deprived. I've been working all day. And I'm among a certain breed of wrestling fan. You just had to go see that <laughs> Trevor Lee title challenge. Just had to see it. <laughs> I like the PWG crowd, <laughs> but it's kind of a, also the mixture of every kind of wrestling fan I hate. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, the, the people that aren't, I mean, it's its like there's a contest amongst people of, of how diehard a PWG fan are you now that's become the indie band that's about to hit big. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I've likened this before on the show to the Dave Matthews band who were my local college band that you'd go see for five bucks at the local watering hole where you'd rent them to go play a fraternity party or something and then they start to grow bigger and then you notice a lot of new people in the crowd yep. and and the diehards are kind of sticking with one another and you know we're a gang or whatnot i was never that sociable so i was never amongst all the diehards in the pwg stuff i'd just show up for a show and stuff and you know there'd be like antipathy towards some new people or it would say man i can't believe i can't get in anymore <laughs> and and it's and you know and then you get the super dorks who are testing your knowledge or well, what's <laughs> or plugging their podcast, plugging their podcast to you, which I have no interest in listening to your podcast because I listen to enough of them. I, and it's like, and if yeah, you tell them I, I do a podcast, I do a podcast too. It, it you're becomes no better. One of those, you're no better. You're, you're no not better. As good as a, you're just me. another guy plugging the podcast. I, I, I you know I drop your name and one guy loved you and one guy thought you sucked. So well, murder that guy who thinks I sucked. Murder <laughs> I him. Know. I mean, and then it was like I wasn't in a mood to socialize with the people I knew there. Like Todd Martin was there, and it's like I didn't even search him out because I'm just like get me out of here because I want to leave. But overall, the show was fine. It's just I I I want some promos. I want. You know, I want a little bit more of a mix rather than a lot of moves matches. So yeah. it's it, it's not that it was a bad show or a bad crowd or anything like that. I'm just thinking maybe PWG is not my thing anymore if it's going to be this much of a hassle. It's weird. <laughs> and, and, since, and, and, and since now we're going to be going through a transition period with the ROH guys coming off. It's kind of a transition period. Maybe this is a period, perfect time yeah. to kind of – Maybe some this new guys is a nice time too. to back up back off a little and the new yeah. guys were fine i had never seen uh you know speedball mike bailey before yeah. i thought he was pretty good yeah. and uh, and my my exposure to who is it the monster mafia uh-huh. was like i think like a ring of honor show or something i thought they were very good as well i mean i enjoyed them right and 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 by the way that ricochet matt Seidel match is spectacular that's that's oh it was it was it was great and to watch Matt Seidel the next night on ROH I'm just like these guys, this guy's a machine. Matt Seidel's pretty good, people. Oh yeah. If you uh if you were unaware oh, already. Oh. Rick, Rick, Ricochet and Matt Seidel Ricochet's the battle of people that that the WWE didn't want. What the f? <laughs> Couldn't fit him in. Couldn't find a spot for yeah. him. 
eat some uh, eat some beef, guys. Have you ever been in a been in a room with a bunch of people who've just come out of the rain and it's crowded well, and you get that kind of musky the rain, smell? The rain hurts. But luckily, for most wrestling shows, when you're with the same amount of people and the same type of people, at least you have some room to kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah. But not there. Not there. You're right on top of each other. And they just keep letting more and more people in, from what I hear. It's insane. Yeah, no, the fire fire code is broken. Oh, I'm sure. And, And it was on this show especially. But, like, the same amount of people could go to an ROH show in Kalamazoo that I was at... But the show is in like a, a hockey arena, so at least there's a ton of space. You know, you're not right on top of each other. You go to a WWE show, at least you know everyone's separated a little bit. But PWG, whew, get friendly with your neighbors, buddy. <laughs> oh well, I don't mind that so much if, if I'm sitting with people that I like or I can talk to. Yeah, I mean normal people, normal people who are you know a little bit older, have a little bit more history behind them. Uh, but it's, it's so funny to me reading the, reading the debates. Like I'm not a member of the PWG message board, but I'll go scan it from time to time. And, and of course there's always the talk, well, maybe it's time to go to a bigger place. No, you can't. Cause the magic's all at Reseda. And it, 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 it's like, I, yeah. and of course the one guy, I never, I never have a hard time getting tickets, even though they sell out in six minutes. You people have, to, you guys just aren't big enough fans. It's like tickets guys, for the next one too I, are going on sale. I think Thursday, Friday night. The fifth, whatever the fifth Thursday. is. That'd be Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday night yeah. tickets for the next one, which is coming up early April. And that one looks like it has a pretty good lineup too. And it's, it, yeah, it's not, I mean, Zach Saber and, and Roddy. Yeah. For the title. Tommy, um, Tommy end and Chris hero. Maybe big Dave coming down to watch another show. Big yeah, Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer was there. Cause he was in town for the, uh, the UFC. Ronda Rousey, 13 seconds. I was, a, I was a little surprised, and here's where you want to put on earmuffs if you don't want to be ruined of results, even though they're online everywhere. What, for PWG? I was surprised you didn't put the belt Yeah. Oh, PW, come on now. Spoilers for PWG. The DVD is not going to come some, out for a month. Trevor some, Lee lost, people. That's okay. Some people don't like to be spoiled. I'm just trying to be friendly. That's all. Because I'm a big enough jerk in real life. Did I get that right? Did Trevor uh, Lee lose? Yes, he lost. Yeah. That that was a little surprising because I, I was like, well, okay, yeah. then why'd they book these wins over these champs up until this point? To, but make, to make you think that Trevor I Lee guess, could I win, guess it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I kept thinking Roddy would be leaving, too. I thought he, I thought they'd be putting him on exclusives, but I guess not. No, so, this guy, Roderick Strong, is all over the Evolve shows coming yeah, up at I WrestleMania thought, Week, and this guy goes everywhere. And you know what? Good for him because Roderick Strong is awesome. I really thought for a moment that they were going to have have Trevor Lee beat Roddy and have Samoa Joe come out and beat down Trevor yeah, Lee. Yeah, Samoa That's Joe didn't show up there. He was uh, kind of in the area, but no, did not show up to PWG, which, I mean, I can understand a little bit because he probably would have been you know, only in for one show, that April 3rd show, so you might as well just not bother, I guess, with Samoa Joe. But it, Well, uh, I mean... Is he going to WWE, you think? Is that why he's cut off the It certainly looks like that's what what is happening. And not just because he's only on the March ROH shows, but you have a bunch of different promoters talking about how he's not taking dates past, you know, late April. Um, It doesn't appear that he's going to go to Japan anywhere. He's in ROH for the short period of time, and they're already putting him in the title hunt. So I got to figure that, you know, we're going to the... uh, 
the March 14th show, the ROH show in Chicago. And it looks like that'll be one of the stops on Joe's road to the ROH title. And I would imagine he's going to face Jay Briscoe at Supercard of Honor, which is the ROH show around WrestleMania weekend. They only do one this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to figure he's done with ROH after that Supercard of Honor. And, you know, there's a whole lot of talk about, you know, Samoa Joe, he's a little bit older. He's 35. He's around the same age as Connor. And Connor was the relative old guy there. He's younger than Kenta. Um, But what would his, what would the motivation be to go to NXT? Like, does he want to be this big star in WWE? He's going to be in NXT for probably quite some time, if not forever. Um, It's a little weird situation just because Joe seems like he's not a Kevin Owens type to me. Mm. Like Kevin Owens was this big, huge mainstream indie guy. But Samoa Joe to me seems just bigger. Like he would be the biggest star to go down there and be in NXT right now. Yeah, and I just I just don't see his style. Well, I see the style working out okay, and well, I see no the style no the style work out in NXT. I'm just saying the style isn't exactly what they want in a main roster guy. They don't want a strong style type of guy. Yeah, want, but, I mean he does plenty else, and I'll, I'm sure he'll be able to adapt. This is not. Anything negative on Samoa Joe? Because I think no, he'll go down there and be he's awesome. He's great. Samoa Joe is gonna be is gonna be fine wherever he goes. I right. just I just to me I was looking at as maybe it's like one of those Edwards and Richards situations where he does like a few tapings and then he's out of there just to help put over a guy or something to that effect. I don't see him doing that long term. I think he is older, and it's like go where the money is. Don't go where the you know potential is. Go where the actual money and, is. And you know, at this point, he's a Florida guy right now, so I can see him wanting to stay in Florida, even though it would require a little bit of a move. But Samoa Joe, to me, is not the type of guy who is going to be NXT guy working at the Performance Center from nine to five. You know, like he's, no. he's a guy who comes in for each show. No, and he's a guy who's been at a place for a long term. I just don't see him wanting to, you know, go, okay, I'm going to be stuck here for three years. I just don't see that. I I look forward to it. If he goes to WWE, that's another guy in NXT. But we talked about how Hideo Itami was this big star coming in, and now he's a mid-carder, which is okay, because not everyone's going to be on the top of the card. But is Samoa Joe going to come in and feud with, like, Kevin Owens? And then where does that push Finn Balor down? and? And now now you're running out of room on these pay-per-views and these TV shows for the newer talents that are coming in. Like, what are you going to do? Feud Baron Corbin with Samoa Joe, maybe? Like, uh, are you going to use Samoa Joe as a guy in NXT to, like, put over some other guys? Is he actually going to be a top-tier contender in NXT? Like, what are these roles going to be? And then you have a Tony Briggs or a Chad Gable or some of these guys who are fighting to get onto TV who have been at the Performance Center for a little while now. Like, there's not unlimited space you know we talk about the wwe roster and how it's thin up top and thin in the middle they still have a ton of guys on the roster and even they struggle for tv time zach yeah. Ryder struggles for yeah. tv time you know justin gabriel quick because he was never on tv and now you have this this performance center that is not putting talents that they brought up that weren't on the indie scene and putting them on tv fast enough because you have Triple H making this this all-time great independent promotion. And if Samoa Joe goes there with Kevin Owens and El Generico or Sami Zayn and and all these people who are down there, it is one of the top-tier indie promotions, if not the biggest one. It is. But mm-hmm. what, at what point do you say, and this was kind of when AJ Styles was quitting, like you didn't really need AJ Styles. Would he have been fabulous in NXT? Yes. Would he have been a get 
Yes, but did you need him? You really didn't need AJ Styles. You don't really need Samoa Joe. And you know what? He didn't need them. Absolutely not. And Samoa Joe's the type of guy who's... He's going to quit quit TNA and only go on the indies for two months and then go right into WWE when he has a good year. Now, I know timing is the big thing because if you don't choose WWE now, he's probably never going. And maybe this is a guy who... Maybe this is a guy who really wanted to go to WWE. I mean, from 10 years ago when he was doing the shoot interview with ROH with CM Punk, and these guys really sounded like they wanted to get into WWE. They took Punk. They didn't take Joe. Maybe this guy really, that was his goal. Maybe he wanted to go to WWE. This is his shot, and he's got to take it now while he has it. I thought he turned down WWE at one point, didn't he? Uh, weren't they, weren't they grooming the, the, Umaga, the, the Umaga character for him? Oh, I don't believe so. No, at all. Oh really? No, okay. No, no, no. I, thought they, I, I think he that, may that have gotten be me being mistaken. Then. He may have gotten some type of offer, but at the time TNA was a much better offer, and now you okay. know TNA is not doing anything because TNA is barely a promotion at this point. I'm a little off. I'm flashbacking and, to the PWG show, and some kid, and, yeah, some some kid gave me the stink eye because I didn't know who the Beaver Boy boys were, and I'm like, okay, enlighten me. Well, that's the whole point. Just because you don't know who they are, that isn't that the point? Them to introduce themselves here at that PWG show? Yeah, they're they're well, East like, Coast Tag Team. Who are you? Yeah, You're yeah. out in the West Coast. You get this. Ah, oh, what, what do you mean you don't know? Didn't you do your research before you came to the show? And I just wanted to go, no, man, I got a no. job. And I-, <laughs> I came to the show to enjoy it. You think Ronda Rousey knows who the Beaver Boys are? Is, but you're not going to go up and talk shit about type. This is the type of fan I want to get away from. I want to get away from the people who think I'm a moron just because I don't I don't have time to keep up with the entire indie scene these days. This is the type of fan I was sitting next to at the NXT TV taping after TakeOver <laughs> who was telling me about how the NWO was a separate promotion and Hulk Hogan bought WCW <laughs> and merged everything. That's the same type of fan. Just, and that's a true story, by the way. Hulk know, Hogan bought WCW. <laughs> it's funny because I saw a, a promo day from an old Nitro. It was the Horsemen, and they were beating up Brutus Beefcake and whatever incarnation he was in then. I think it was the Booty Man and Aunt Arns on the thing going, you know, the NWO, in the good book, it's the beginning of the end. I went, you have no idea how prescient you are right now, oh, Arn. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. I had a, I had a long weekend because I did, I did PWG, PWG Friday. Yep. I went to the UFC show on Saturday. Did you? All of it, because I, I bought tickets when it was Weidman and Rousey, because I've been to every other Weidman-Rousey Vegas fight, and they, they were in L.A., so it's like yeah. I went, and my God, that was a long, not-so-great card. <laughs> it didn't have but, the card that the Vegas show we went into no, in July had. It, it didn't have the card but, it was originally supposed to have, because right. the top three matches were great. It, you know, it was it was the but Weidman you, fight, the Rousey fight, and, Rousey, the, yeah. uh, and, and Jacare... Um, Oh, who was Jacare supposed to fight originally? And it's been moved to another card. Is it Machida? I don't, ah, I can't remember. But those three know. fights, it's like, I'm hyped. Yeah. And by the time I get to the show, I'm just like, hey, I'm tired from the night before. And, and now and, I'm sitting through this. And the only and fight I'm, you want I'm to get, see is the main event. I, I did enjoy seeing Josh Koscheck and choked out that punk. But other than <laughs> okay, that, wow. and, then, and, then, and then Sunday, it's three hours of ROH. And then Monday, it's three hours of Raw. And it's like, it's a lot wow. of wrestling. It's a lot of everything. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take a couple days off after this, but then I got like NXT tomorrow. So, you know, there's it, NXT it, TV tomorrow. It's, yeah. it, I host a wrestling podcast. I'm supposed to watch wrestling. Yay! Air, 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 
Ergo, I have to earn my paycheck. You can be like you can be like me and only watch three hours on a Monday. And that's it. <laughs> I watch plenty of I watched the ROH show too. I wasn't you see the ROH show? what did you think of it? I wasn't planning on watching the ROH show, but then Sunday happened and I'm like, hey, I'll watch the ROH show. I'll just watch it. Uh I thought overall, um, I mean, I'm seeing some of these people out there talk about these matches as if they were the greatest string of matches uh-huh. of all time. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not buying. I thought Matt Seidel and uh, Cedric Alexander was good. You know, it was entertaining. It was a Matt Seidel match. It the was, Ricochet match is a little better, I think. I would imagine that was probably better because those two have... I remember working for uh, IWA Mid-South in Indianapolis when Ricochet was, you know, skinny Ricochet. Yeah. And he was wrestling Matt Seidel right before Matt Seidel got signed. And it was a good match, but I can only imagine with all the experience that both of those guys have gained how good it would be now. Um, but AJ Styles and ACH was really good. I like that one a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay Lethal and Alberto Del Rio was okay. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Al- Alberto El Patron or whatever he is does nothing for me in any I, incarnation. He, well, it's nothing. good that he's ending his run in ROH because he's not a regular type who could go in there and just have be a regular for Ring of Honor. He was a good little... Uh, um, you know, not nostalgic per se, but a pop worthy person. Come in for one program, put over Jay Lethal, and there you go. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, that's you know, what ROH used to do with the big names that would come in before, yeah. like Matt Hardy. Uh, Jamie Noble eventually put up over some guys. Uh, that's what you do. You bring in a big name to put over someone on your roster. This was my first Ring of Honor show in a long, long time. And uh, I got to tell you something. Uh, Maria Canales and Jay Lethal have both become awesome on promos. Which was a yeah. revelation. Which was a Maria's revelation great. to me. Right. Well, Lethal was always great in that comedy promo, but this was a serious promo, like yeah. a, a, a I'm a badass kind of guy. Carries I himself well. He has loved it. Yeah, loved it. And you know what, Truth Martini, just peppering a little bit because when he's the main focus, he's overbearing as hell. I think, but mm. in this role, I like it. I like it a lot. And and Maria Canales's promo, uh was fantastic i thought there was some very uh, there were some big positives coming out of the pay-per-view the briscoes um, are fine men uh the 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 one thing i don't understand and and this will be something we can talk about because it's just what we talked about with joe all these people saying why isn't moose at the training center yet why isn't wwe signed moose yet well, ROH, i like i always found like, him first that usually helps that helps uh I think Moose is very, very good, especially for a former offensive lineman. He's very nimble because usually it's the yeah. defensive linemen that are that are moving like that. But you know what? He has money. Maybe he doesn't want to go where he's going to get a training wage salary just yet. You know, maybe he doesn't want to be the fourth member of the New Day. Maybe he's seen what they've done with guys like him and he doesn't want to go there. He has money from the NFL. Let him learn how to be a pro wrestler first. If he wants to be a pro wrestler and this is a long-term goal for him, he's going to go to WWE probably at some point. Well, he's 30 right now, so it's going to be sooner than later. But he doesn't have to do it right away and obviously he wanted to try this he you know someone approached him first and it was roh and you tend to stick with who approached you first especially if they're offering you money for things you know uh it's not like roh came up to him and hey you want to train you want to do this and then moose said you know what pro wrestling sounds good let me ignore these guys and go talk to wwe and see if i can get in there 
Yeah, it yeah, just and, doesn't work and maybe that way. maybe he learns to be an actual wrestler before he learns to be a sports entertainer. Marty. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. And the Bris- the Briscoes are fine men. Mark bumped like hell for him. Dylan, I thought I thought that match was interesting. Yeah, Dylan Waco before the show asked, "Okay, who who on the Ring of Honor roster do you see as being the next ROH champion?" And I'm seeing people pick like Hanson and. Uh, Adam Cole, who's out with injury right now. And I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, of the guys who are actual regulars there, I mean, maybe Jay Lethal, if they want to merge the titles for a short bit and they want to get him some more juice on his uh, best in the world storyline. There's no one on that roster that I see as an ROH world champion. Now that, you know, sometimes you have rosters like that where, you know, the belt will make the guy at some point. Um, Because I don't know if a lot of people were thinking Austin Aries when he first won the title was someone that they would see as ROH world champion. But right now I didn't this... see I didn't see Jay Lethal as this guy when he first right. won it. And, yeah. and now he's he's fan and now I never want to take the belt off of him. You know, who would be the next ROH champion? And I'm like, honestly, I can see Joe winning it maybe and defending it once and being a transition. I can't really see Michael Elgin getting it back. And and the one person I thought of was if you're gonna pick someone who's not a champion that's a regular in Ring of Honor, probably Adam Cole. Probably that's it. I think he's the only one I would buy. But they've been there. They've done, they've done that. They did the exact same storyline. I don't know if they're going to go back to it. I think you give him six more months. I think Moose might be an option here, too. Moose might I mean, be. He's very good. If you if you continue, well, this is crazy because, you know, WCW did this with Goldberg. Is you keep these guys separated. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're completely on different ends of the spectrum. You got Jay Briscoe as the undefeated champion. You got yeah. Moose, who's this rookie who's coming up and winning matches and just beat Mark that they can call back to a little mm-hmm. bit later or sooner than we might think. But you have Moose building up on this one side. You have Jay Briscoe continuing dominance on this one side. The moment those two meet somewhere and they keep thinking that these two guys are a big deal, that could be a big match. And you'll see which one you know keeps going, the winning streak of Jay Briscoe or the undefeated streak of moose i think that uh yeah if you want to take it all the way to final battle that might be your thing and the other note i had was i i liked uh, the tag team matches both of them i really did yeah another one that i thought got a little bit more praise than i would have given it was the uh, kyle riley and bobby yeah, fish but hey uh, i i agree i agree that it got a little bit overhyped for its own good um you know i love the bucks and i can tolerate o- o'reilly and fish i'm not as high but, on them as as a lot of people are i like them yeah I just, I just, you know, th- there are times where they get a little bit too clever. I it's think, a good show. but, uh, but I love Shayna Baslar as well, and I'm Shana, just glad yeah. she, she's a, she's a sweetheart. She just is, and she loves Sweet. wrestling. So, yeah. hooray for loving wrestling! I'm getting so uh, can't breathe just, right now. I don't know if you can tell. Are you are you sick? Oh, I have a cold. I just like nasally. Ugh, I can't talk. I started feeling it when I was. Uh, talking with Gabe, Gabe Sapolsky, by the way, you can go to voicesofwrestling.com dot com and get that interview, but. Yeah, it's a struggle to get through this. Maybe my nose is breaking the internet, although it's been working much better. People can see you. Your sound is good. Just one of these things I deal with. Well, if you if you die, I will carry on. Thank you. Continue the show. And whoever (laughs) finds my body will hopefully send you all the files as they record and you can put it all out there. (laughs) I got the old I got the old checklist. We've gotten Samoa Joe check. Mm -hmm. We've gotten PWG check. Hey, it's been a half hour. Let's get into WWE talk. We're going to get into WWE. But first, (laughs) WWE Developmental, NXT, to finish up that note, is going to Ohio this week. 
Thursday mm. in Columbus as part of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Delia Bob or whatever they got going on there. Friday night at the Agora Theater in Cleveland, Ohio, with Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Adrian Neville as your top stars announced for the show, plus Charlotte and Sasha Banks, who's my dream. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. What? You are you confused. Are Sasha you Banks is my dream. You're, you're stealing my Sasha Banks love? Is that it? Becky Lynch is my favorite. Tin soldiers and Nixon's coming. Becky Lynch uh, is so cool. I think I think the Ohio crowd will get into that. I oh, mean, I absolutely. Tickets, by the way, are sold out for both shows. If you go onto StubHub and try to find resale tickets, the cheapest you can get into the Cleveland show is fifty bucks. The cheapest you can get into on the Columbus show is about seventy bucks. And if you want like a ringside seat, people are trying to ask for nine hundred dollars to that Columbus Ohio show. Oh, you're on crack. For a NXT house show, which I know it's a big deal because, okay, they're out there. And let's face it, these are pretty big stars for the independent lovers that are going out there. Yeah. But it's an NXT house show, guys. Yeah. Well, Calm you're, you're down gonna, a little bit. You're going you're gonna to get a Vaude Villains or a, or a, although or if, a big Cass and Enzo match there, too, kids. Although, if you want a scoop, and I heard this from... Uh, two different people, but the second one is the one that said I could say something. Oh, excellent. Is it looks like they're going to tape, if not a full TV episode of that Columbus show, there's going to be a big camera presence at the Columbus show for NXT TV, whether that means right. one match on there or a bunch of featurettes, but they're bringing the cameras to Columbus. Mm. So, Wonder if they're filming an angle or maybe something for... I don't know, a debut, a title change, maybe someone from the main roster shows up. Who knows? Yeah, so they might uh, They might be, I could see them taping a whole episode too, honestly. Mm, that'd be interesting. But uh, so cameras are going to Columbus. That's this weekend. That's pretty cool. I mean, we'll see if they go out elsewhere. Uh, I mean, again, this was the whole Arnold Classic thing, and then they just decided to stay in Col- or Ohio for another day. I've never seen so many wrestlers on Twitter so excited to wrestle in Ohio of all places at least they're not in dayton they're not in dayton <laughs> no one goes to dayton except for bret hart and batista um all right nxt in ohio check mm-hmm. um yeah anything happened on raw by the way raw wwe raw we're on the I road actually, to wrestlemania you know i was about 50 50 on raw 50 percent i really really loved and the other 50 percent i thought i, eh, I liked okay. a lot of raw i loved I loved 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 the seth rollins john stewart stuff yeah, and not just for John Stewart. No, I thought Seth was really good here. I thought the Seth Stooges. I thought the Stooges were great. I thought whoever wrote. I mean, whoever wrote Seth's material. They were they were funny they were, jokes. They were, but, they, they were treading a line there. Yeah, they were they were funny jokes, but not jokes that you would not realistically think that Seth Rollins would come up with on his own. I I bet you Stewart wrote them. I don't know I about that. I wouldn't be surprised, or somebody yeah, from his staff. I don't know well, if he I, cared that well to write them, but maybe. Well, maybe there were some staff members who were going back and forth to see what was said, because Jon Stewart had jokes prepared. Yeah, there's enough self-deprecation in there, right. though. I mean, especially talking about his movie, which is a... I mean, that, unless you have his blessing of some sort. Yeah, he jokes and I think, about and he, yeah. can, and he can take that. He jokes about yeah. that all the time, too. Um, he knows. I thought, you know, I thought Stewart 
cut a cut some uh, cut a really good promo you out can, there. And it's one of those promos where you can't get a non-fan guest actor to come in and say stuff like that because exactly. they would not really know what's going on. John Stewart's a fan of WWE. He kind of knows what's going on here. His kid probably watches it and tells him what's going on. But John Stewart believably laid out the history of Seth Rollins. You know, yeah. going to the authority and working with the shield and all this stuff. It was a good backstory. And what we've been saying for months and months on this show is that's what you should be doing in these promos. Not, you know, talk for a minute, cut to a video that goes through all this and then come back to talk. No, let the guys in the ring talk because if they do it well, they can captivate you. And John Stewart captivated us in the history of Seth Rollins. It all made sense. And uh, then he kicked Seth Rollins in the balls. <laughs> yeah. former varsity soccer player at the college of William and Mary. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah. And the, other, I like this a lot better than the interplay on the daily show. I thought the daily show was a little bit playing it up for the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, da, 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 well, type that, of thing. that, that, and they had 30 seconds on the daily show and they luckily yeah, had but, 10 minutes here. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, we're playing for the hipster ironic crowd right. in, in the, if this were real category, which is me. Or the pro wrest if this were still pro wrestling category, yeah. I I would get heat by having Rollins curb stomp Stewart on the Daily Show, and given that this is his, he's leaving the Daily Show, take him off the air for a week, just to piss people off. Do a Friday before vacation, little angle. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, knowing knowing that that it's his goodbye, and there's a limited number of shows left, you take him off seven shows, and you get the heat that way in 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 the uh, in the mainstream. Howard Stern, when he was just starting out with Sirius, was a master at that. When yeah. before before there was a vacation that he would have, he would cut basically an angle on the you know Thursday or Friday show before he went on vacation, and you know it was a cliffhanger because you know Howard Stern writes his shows with a purpose. He he knows what'll keep people hanging. You take John Stewart out on the Daily Show. That could be somewhat interesting. Uh, but honestly, I think that was the last we're going to see of Stewart in WWE for this angle. I do, I do as well. I, I mean, I don't it. see him flying on a Sunday to the San Francisco area in California and then coming back because most likely he has a show the very next night. You know, I, I don't know what the Daily Show schedule is like for that week, but I don't see him coming out on a Sunday for the West Coast and then flying back. You never know. I, I, I never know, but I just don't see him part. I think that was what they were building up to is that raw. They got, you know, something over on Rollins. Now they kind of have to focus on the Orton because here we are three raws until WrestleMania. I'm, and Randy Orton's still a heel with the authority. I was flustered by that end. I really was because I thought, okay, you remember when I said the only way they could swerve the audience is keep him a heel? Well, they swerved us. They swerved us a bit. And and also, I, I the, uh, Clarify this for me, because I think I saw what I thought I saw, but I want to make sure it's what I saw. I think I thought Putty Cat. Yeah, well, let's not go there, Roman. Um, so, <laughs> that would be a Roman Reigns promo, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, because it's Looney Tunes. Oh, um, gosh. Okay, so so the story was Orton was going to screw Rollins' ability to beat Reigns, and he ended up helping or helping Rollins beat Reigns, Correct. Sure. In retrospect, I guess. So, so I think so he the, was upset. The whole idea was he was upset with Big Show and Kane and how he he didn't think things were working right. 
you know. Cause okay, because he because he, he came out there disaffected anyway, so I thought it was just kind of like, okay, I'm it, playing it cool because I'm really going to be turning on him anyways. I'm just looking for the right time. It's all stupid. I want to watch, especially it's after watching, stupid. especially after watching this Christian Randy Orton match and how Randy Orton and Christian had this epic series. You know, in hindsight, and let you know him turn and let's do Seth Rollins and Randy Orton right because I will love it. And I think it's coming next week where where now it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton in the main event next yeah, week. But you just got to do it already. And then, and, then, and then Rollins screws Orton accidentally or on purpose, and then it becomes the blow-up, and then it's still contrived, and nobody really cares. And you've been using Roman Reigns, the main event of your WrestleMania, to get to Orton and Rollins, which is ridiculous. There's no, there's no way Roman Reigns should have lost this match. No, he shouldn't. He probably shouldn't even be in a match, to be honest with you. Yeah, not, not working every week. Boss. Yeah, not working every week would be a good thing. But uh, I mean, that wasn't even the thing. You have Jon Stewart on this show. This is the show that's going to get you any mainstream press because Jon Stewart is there. You have to end the segment with Jon Stewart and Randy Orton, you know, raising each yes. other's arm. You have to end it with Randy Orton giving an RKO and doing the big turn. Because yes. if you're using Jon Stewart to promote WrestleMania and promote Seth Rollins, there's no antagonist other than Jon Stewart right now. And if he's not coming back, you just blew whatever mainstream press you achieved because there's no point to it. The mainstream press is going to say, oh, Jon Stewart was on WWE Raw, not Jon oh. Stewart was infiltrating Rollins and Orton. Well, look at what they did with all the mainstream press Daniel Bryan was getting. They they don't care. It's only the stuff that they leak that they want out there, and it's just I. And some good. I, I, I watched the end of that, and I couldn't believe I watched the end of that. I I love the segment, but you had to end it with Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton in a way. It had to be clear that that's yeah. your match at WrestleMania because I'm starting to get skeptical if that's even the match for WrestleMania. Like I know it is, but I'm match. still like, what is happening here? I don't know. That's uh, you and you and me both. We're both kind of like, what are they doing here? Because it seemed like it was clear, and now it's like, eh, we're gonna we're gonna toy with it to mess with people's heads just to do it. Because as far as a singles match goes, that has the potential of Randy Orton and Seth Rollins match to being the best singles match on the show. Oh, definitely agree. And aside from a six man Intercontinental Title ladder match, it could be oh. the very best match in the show. Boy, do I not like this match really? at all. Because I, it's a money in the bank match is what it is for yes, a secondary is. title it's, that hopefully well, someone important will win. But go ahead. No. Why Why do you not like Intercontinental title six man? Aside from the fact that R-Truth was the first man announced for this match and is the only one who doesn't even want the title. This racist crap. Keeps giving um, it away. He doesn't want the belt. He's the first one in the match. Right now, officially, it is Wade Barrett and R-Truth is the only competitors. Well, officially, you know, even though we know all six, officially, yeah. he was the first well, one. Doesn't want the belt. Go ahead. Well, just like I said during TLC and Money in the Bank, it's a bunch of of fan favorite mid carders who work really, really hard, who are going to kill themselves for nothing. They're it's, they're, Shel they're all Shelton Benjamins out there. Look look where doing the big ladder spots got him, and yeah. and and having Daniel Bryan involved in this type of match, where you know they're going to ask him to take a bump on a ladder or two. It's just speaking of it, speaking of Christian you on that note, remember when Christian came back from like the shoulder injury and I think he had concussion problems. He was gone for a year. Yeah. And three weeks later, he was in the money in the bank ladder match. Exactly. This is what they do. This is their move. It's 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 a blatant disregard of people's health. And plus, I, you know, I was saying during TLC, these kinds of matches make me uncomfortable because yeah. 
in the end, they're just going to be forgotten on the next Monday. There's going to be some sort of rematch for the title. And it's, you know, is is the Intercontinental title really going to be brought back to prestige with this match? No. History tells us no, but you never, maybe they can try. I like the fact that Daniel Bryan is in the match. Like, if we're taking away, okay, I'm worried about his health, for example. If we're taking that away, I like the fact that Daniel Bryan's in this match. He's match. a top-tier star who's in the match. Yes. Randy Orton was in Money in the Bank matches. Me, Edge was in way. Money in the Bank matches. Let me put it this way. I like that Daniel Bryan's in this match rather than a one-on-one with Sheamus. Or Dolph, even. Third or fourth or, time. Or even Dolph. I, I wouldn't have minded that. I really, me personally. I think, I think this is the best. If he wasn't going to be in the main event, which even... I'll go out and say I think this is the best option he could have had okay. at WrestleMania. Except for maybe uh, Rusev or Brock Lesnar. All I right. loved everything Third about best that. Option. Everything about that segment. Even even Stephanie to some Rusev? some respect. Well the Rusev Rusev Cena Axelmania. Axelmania was great little cameo. Me. It, it he's go, hilarious. God, he's so good. And he's He's like finding his own go figure he's on the microphone. So, oh, he's having he's having a blast doing it, and he's into the role. And what you just, gonna do when Axelmania runs wild on you? Then he does the, the ripping of the shirt, and it was the, the perfect cup, arena for all that to happen. The cupping of the hand, the hulking up. Yeah, it's oh god, he was so good here. It's such a shame that it's such a nothing gimmick. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, it, it, Axelmania, I liked it a lot. Uh, Rusev continuing to say no because he's this prick. I'm Rusev's, Rusev's promo was so good because he, he, they were, what, what, they were, what, were they wetting him or were they drowning him out with USA or both? I can't remember which, uh, but, maybe but, both. but he, but he took, he took that moment to address what the crowd was chanting at him and He's, shut him down. He knows he, how oh, to that work. Was so good. He knows oh, where was... to respond. He's like, you know, far above what he should be on the microphone. Cause most guys, when they hear that they'll stop, they'll let it go away and then continue, or they won't yeah. know what to do. They'll get flustered and just keep going because they don't know anything else. But Rusev's, you know, makes them pop even harder negatively for him by stopping to address things. Lana does the same thing, but no, that's Heyman's, great. Heyman's promo was fantastic. Heyman, it was. Yeah. But at what point? Cause Every Raw he's on, he cuts a promo like this. And yes, they're great. But I don't know. Just stop coming under Raw to say the same thing over and over. Here's here's why his promo was so great. Be- before you get hey. into the Paul Heyman stuff, I wanted to say one more thing about Rusev. Okay. Is I'm kinda I'm interested to see because right now the story is John Cena has to convince Rusev somehow to give him a US title shot. I think he's going in the battle royal. I do. I think he's going to no, win. No, they it. can't do that. The whole story is Rusev and John Cena. They can't do John Cena in the Battle Royal. They can't do it. You have to have the U.S. title match. So how in the next three weeks does John Cena convince Rusev? At some point, we have to have John Cena do something somewhat dastardly, no? He's not going in the Battle Royal. That's a given. He's going okay. to be in a U.S. title match. But what can he possibly do on Raw because he's this good guy to See, convince here's... Rusev? Does he rip the flag down? Does he... I mean, does he do something that a heel would do in a way? Just everyone's going to cheer because it's anti-Russia? Oh, you know how they do this? The authority involvement. But they just had the authority involvement saying we're staying out of it. Literally, Stephanie's part of the promo was her saying we're staying out of it. Oh, okay. Like you beat Curtis Axel. So now it's up to to you to convince Rusev because we're staying out of it. Obviously, he has to beat the team of Ivan and Nikita Koloff and Nikolai Volkov. (laughs) 
I just, I, I maybe Rusev is in a match at some point and John Cena rushes in and it's just something simple like, oh, you cost me a match. Like, will John Cena cost Rusev like a DQ loss or something? No, and... I, 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 no he can't do anything dishonorable. Well, that's the point, but you can only do something dishonorable to get Rusev to change his mind. Does he make out with Lana? He makes out with Putin. Well, that's going to be tough. <laughs> a Putin lookalike. That, that's going to be tough. But I just, I'm just interested. Like, I'm bought in to see what John Cena can possibly do, in theory, to convince Rusev to put up his U.S. title. Um, but Paul, hey, I... I didn't take anything special away from the Paul Heyman interview because until Brock Lesnar actually wrestles at some point. Oh, Heyman's promo was great because it had a certain undercurrent of real anger in right. it. And, it. and it drew me in. And plus, of course, the, sh- the shot at Lillian I loved. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But who could they... Wait, who, what was the name of the Russian guy that they let go a couple of years ago? Vladimir Kozlov. Sure, bring him in. And Alex Kozlov. No, well, Alex is uh, done for now. Trent's taking his place. Hey, tell him I have a job for you on Raw. He'll show up. Oh, that's true. That's, yeah. He'll huh. show up. We'll just get everyone with a Russian gimmick ever and just have him beat him in a battle royal. <laughs> Nikita Koloff uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Nikita Koloff, Ivan Koloff, Crusher Khrushchev, Zukov, Nikolai Volkov, Vladimir, Vladimir Petrov. Russian assassin. The Russian assassin one and two. We'll get yeah. Jack Victory a payday. Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, um, to, one other thing. Uh, yeah. We. I was wrong. Remember when we went over the crowds here? <laughs> of or you actually, were. actually, you were actually you were wrong. I was, I was never right. Wrong. Nope. Never. Because I I questioned whether or not this Jersey crowd would be trouble for Rusev. I mean, not Rusev for uh, Roman Reigns. And you said no. no, no. It's no, Jersey. No. 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 The discussion was would it be trouble for Roman in favor of Daniel Bryan? And remember my point, that by now, they would be so separated that the crowds leading up to WrestleMania wouldn't matter in that regard because at this point, no one's making the push to get Daniel Bryan in the main event, and that is true. Roman Reigns is settled in the main event. Daniel Bryan is settled in a different program. The crowds don't care about Daniel being in the main event anymore. Yes, will they boo Roman in certain spots? Sure. But... All this talk about they booing that they're booing Roman out of the building. They were not booing Roman out of the building last last night. No, they were giving two rather loud CM Punk chants. And that I can predict doing. They're going to do that for all of time because some crowds, I mean, they still chant what? People will be chanting for CM Punk five years from now. Okay. They just will, especially if AJ is still there. Because that's their symbol. That's their symbol. <laughs> oh, it's time to chant CM Punk because AJ Lee is here. Well, they did it for they did it during Roman Reigns' uh Roman Reigns and Rollins uh stare down and they did it during the Hunter promo with Booker. Yeah. They yeah. didn't do it with AJ. Yeah. They started to. No, they, they, they started but there out. was so much going on that they just kind of, you know, AJ was beating up everybody. But that was the one lousy promo. Was the one after that when when, it, when they teased yet another tag teams not getting along thing after that. I just went, really you going to ruin that? Of AJ and Page? Yeah. No, no, they they're the enemies who have to come together because they're both they're both hating on the Bellas. They I have know, to work but together. Still that promo did nothing. Everyone last summer is talking about where is this storyline with Paige and AJ Lee going? It was going to right here. Yeah. Because Paige I, couldn't I, find Paige couldn't find a best friend. AJ had no friends. They didn't realize until now I can't that their believe soulmates she... 
were each other. I, I can't believe that Paige has only been on the roster a year and she feels Not so played out. And she feels so played 11 out. 11 months, baby. Yeah. She feels played out as a character. I think she's a sweetheart, and I love her. I know, I know, I know you, you, you like the pale ones, but, but nevertheless, I like my the point, entrance music. The entrance music for some of these divas is the best entrance music they have. Well, my my point is that I got it. That they just ran through so many stories with her and so many yeah. weird character character twists. Well, what's weird is because we talk about the friendship storyline is they were still doing that as early as last week with Emma. You know, my page has no friends and she can't find anyone. I know how it plays into this, but the friendship storyline with Paige or a or Paige and AJ started what back in July of last year. Mm. It's been a long time. So I get that. I absolutely get that. Um, so WrestleMania, we have the main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. We have for sure the IC title ladder match. And we pretty much have all six guys in it. Truth, Wade, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, and who else? Dean Ambrose. Zombie Luke Harper. Zombie Luke Harper. <laughs> who was cleaned up. Am I wrong? I thought, he was cleaner last he night was, He was clean. I just thought he was hilarious. Luke I Har thought all his, all his little gesticulations were give me, great. Give me the belt. He's great. Give me the belt. Yeah. Still don't get the R-Truth thing because he doesn't want the title. He's giving and, it away to everybody, yet he's the first one introduced for this match. We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Which, if I had to predict a winner right now, I would predict Sheamus. And I think he's far and away the favorite to win that match. Am I wrong? He's got to no. be, right? Um, a tag title. I don't know if we're going to have a single tag title match with you know, the Usos against Kid and Cesaro. Or if they're going to throw some of the other guys in there. But it's looking like we're just going to have a straight up tag title match at that point. This story. Probably on the pre-show, too. <laughs> Goldust and Stardust were nowhere to be found. No. Nowhere to be found on that. Uh, I think that story will be played out in the Battle Royal. Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, we think. We think. We think. Uh, John unless, Cena and Rusev. Unless they do Rollins and Orton against Big Show and Kane. <laughs> no, they can't. I hope not. They can't. I hope not. They can't do that. Triple H and Sting as well, and The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. I mean, we pretty much know everything that's happening, but still, we're three weeks away, and we have half of the card officially announced. Yep. Maybe more here coming up on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, that was all I had until we get into uh, match number 86. Was there anything else we have to talk about before we start talking about Christian Randy Orton in the best feud of 2011? Hey, Wiz Khalifa's on next week. Wiz Khalifa's <laughs> on next week if he doesn't get into trouble beforehand. I don't know anything nah, about Wiz Khalifa, but he's on TMZ all the time. I nothing see that. else. Nothing else. I'm uh, good. Match number 86 on our top 100 matches to see before you die in WWE Network. This week was number 86, Christian, Randy Orton from SummerSlam of 2011. A match that last week I said that I didn't remember at all because I remembered their Money in the Bank match more. Mostly because of the finish and Randy Orton giving them the uh, RKOs to the table that never broke. But this was the feud. That was Go going back and break the table. Break the fucking table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This was the feud that was going on at the same time as the CM Punk uh, program with John Cena and the walking out and all this. So I wouldn't be surprised if some people don't remember it as fondly or if some people don't remember it at, at all because there were other bigger things going on. Uh, but this was the one more match stuff. This is right after Edge retired and Christian turned heel. Um, Edge retired after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So he was the champion at the time, the world heavyweight champion. So he had to drop the belt. They had a ladder match at Extreme Rules 
for the vacant title. It was Alberto Del Rio against Christian, who was a babyface at the time. And Christian won it. How wacky did he look with that World Heavyweight title belt, too? But he won it. And then two days later on SmackDown, he lost it to Randy Orton. And that I was thought, the start of what we would see here in the summer of Orton and Christian. I don't think Christian looked wacky. I thought he looked he, a little weird with that big gold belt. It took no, up like his entire midsection. It doesn't matter. It belonged on his waist. And, and I, I have such ap, not apathy, antipathy for okay. this, for this time period in WWE and what they did with Christian. Cause they just made him look stupid week after week. Triple H came out, cut was, promos. I don't, yeah. I don't respect you. You know, this. They wouldn't let him beat Orton cleanly. It was a DQ finish to get the belt back on him. And I thought that was kind of lame. Orton beats him a lot of times because you had extreme rules where Christian wins, but loses two days later on SmackDown, no less, to Randy Orton. Uh, Over the limit, the next pay-per-view, Orton retained the championship in a singles match. Capital Punishment, the one after that, Orton retained in a singles match. Uh, Money in the Bank was the uh, match where Christian... Uh, one, because Orton kicked him in the nuts and the title could change hands via DQ. So Christian was the champion then. And then we have this match here at SummerSlam where it was the no DQ, no holds barred. Randy Orton can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and for two thirds of the match, it was Christian killing himself. Christian was killing himself. There were a lot of big bumps in this match. Even, I mean, there was a lot, both men taking punishment. They immediately, uh, we talked about money in the bank, how Randy Orton couldn't put them uh, through the table. They yeah. went to that spot like in the first three minutes of this match here on SummerSlam. They called back to that. Oh, the one the one that gets me is the one with the table on the ground and the superplex onto it. Yeah. The where there's no give. It, I mean, that's just. It's on the ring I mean, with no legs standing it up. So it's just a flat table on the ring. And they do a superplex onto this table with no give, no bumping capability. Christian, who's had at that point still concussion problems because this was, you know, Christian was just coming off of an injury then. Uh, that was a little surprising. I didn't remember that. But yeah, they call back to the table. They're using uh, tables in the ring. They're using steel chairs. Uh, Christian goes for the concerto at some point, and Randy Orton moves away. They did the call back to the Randy Orton spitting yeah. uh, spot with Christian spitting on Randy Orton, and the crowd goes crazy. And this match was on the undercard again to John Cena and CM Punk. CM Punk yeah. and John Cena was the main event. It was treated like, yeah. But um, this was the I, best match on the show to me. Even though there was crazy stuff going on. The one that always gets me is the one where the, he uh, he basically does a jump flip over the stairs, but pretends to hit his knees on it. <laughs> I can feel like he hit his knees, I think, when he did the flip. That hurts. Yeah. The And, and then, then the finish probably didn't do Christian's health any favors. No one's either. health any, any favors. Well, and this uh, match went about 28 minutes. It was the longest match of the night. It was, uh, it was a... Kind of a See, spot fest in some way, but like the time it, flew by. It really didn't get going in terms of the pace until about, I'd say, a third to a halfway in when Christian really started getting some real offense in as opposed yeah. to just getting his butt kicked. Yeah, because they, they go to the tables early, but nothing happens from it. Christian is able to right. get away from the RKO on the table and they, you know, they're working holds early on and then other gimmicks come into the play. But yeah, the finish is uh, you have the steel steps in the corner of the ring. Mm-hmm. And Christian jumps from like the steps onto the turnbuckle and is going to do like a flying cross body back. But Randy Orton catches him with one of those RKOs out of nowhere. And onto the, the steps, Christian 
goes on the steps. Randy Orton so is back first on the steps, so yeah, that couldn't have been himself, fun. Yeah, he hits himself, and he's already sliced himself on the trash can when he did the yeah. DDT on there. The DDT on the trash can, and they do go through the Spanish announce table at some point, so they do the RKO yeah. through the table spot. And Randy Orton's bleeding from the elbow, and he just looks like he's in so from much the, pain. From the thumb. That's where he got and from the, on, the yeah. DD, on the DDT yep. on the trash can. He sliced open the aluminum trash can and... Bleeding from the thumb, and Randy Orton gets the pinfall victory with that RKO, and then afterwards poses with the belt in the corner with the thumbs up as the blood is gushing from his thumb. I mean, Christian put himself through about four or five tables in yeah. this thing. He he just, and, and, and depending on how Daniel Bryan's career finishes up, for me, Christian's on that Mount Rushmore of guys they did less when they had so much more to get or guys the WWE did less with when they when the guys had so much more to give. I mean, he was great in this period. His he's, promos were great. He he was great before he left for TNA. He was great in this period when he came back. Yeah. I I just, you know, I it, it frustrates me. The match itself I like. It's just everything in the context of it. I was so angry at it at the time, I remember. <laughs> I was because I'm a Christian I fan. I like oh, him a sure. lot. I mean, I I thought he deserved at least as much credit as Edge as a singles performer. Yeah, and he never and he never got it because Vince thought he looked funny. So Christian would end up going on to Sheamus after this. <laughs> God, Sheamus is going to be the new Kane. And, Rand- <laughs> where, and Randy where- Orton would go to Mark Henry for a big title feud with Mark Henry eventually winning the championship. Oh, well, th- this was one of the three or four times Mark Henry was really, really good in terms of his runs where we're like, oh, here it is. Here's where he becomes the superstar, Which and then he, and then he gets hurt. Three or four <laughs> more times than some others, by the way. Mark Henry's had a pretty True. good career. Oh, I would not complain. He's if had I very had high peaks. Yes. Very high peaks. The salmon suit when he announced his retirement being one of the best. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, next week, we have match number uh, 85. Ooh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? What Rick, is it? Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat. Ooh. From w- WCW Beach Blast Beach 1992. Blast. Rick Rude, Ricky I- Steamboat. Match number uh, 85 on the top 100. You can go to shakethemropes.com. On the left-hand side, there is a link to look at all the top 100 matches so you can follow along, find them, watch them with us. Uh, it's great fun so far. Like, this is one of the, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're as high on this match as I was. I'm not. This is the, this is the first lull I've had in, in the list. Really? Because this is like one of the peaks so far for me. Okay. I yeah, love well, this that happened. Well, I mean, we disagreed on... Uh... We've disagreed on a few matches in terms of me being more excited than you for them. So, was, I mean, uh, this, this is the time it's reversed. I'm fine with it. It's not that it's a bad match. It's just I really have a lot of bitterness towards what they were doing with Christian at this time. If Samoa Joe does start in NXT, say he gets signed and he starts pretty soon, because this is not a guy that you're going to hold off a of TV for a long period of time. I, mm-hmm. It's just not a guy you have to wait for. You just put him on TV and go at it. Right. Is this guy going after the title right away on TV? No, it's too unless they, unless they bring up people to the main roster. No, and they need to and they, they need, need to, to start bringing it. up some people on the main roster. Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, somebody, Neville, all of them need to freshen up not only the main roster but you got to clear the logjam of NXT a little bit. Clear the logjam of NXT. Clear clear your mid card out on your main roster and let those guys free and let them go make money elsewhere. But, I mean, if they want this idea that NXT is going to be this superstar indie, 
I just don't see them moving up, you know, well, some that, of the long time names. That, Finn that's Balor. My, that's my problem with them touring. They're not going to be able to make any money if they become a place where you know that the players are going to be called up at any time. So the star, the lineup's always subject to change. Unless you never call anyone up. Exactly. I may have been ahead of my time thinking that the Ascension would be lifetime NXTers, but I think in the next year or two, we're going to see some people who are lifetime NXTers, guys that are signed specifically to be a part of NXT and not you know, WWE, like things could change. Like maybe they're signed to be specifically in NXT and then, you know, Vince or somebody likes them for a spot on the main roster, but you'll have guys who were signed to be specifically NXT. And I can see Samoa Joe being one of those guys. I can see that. I can see Enzo Amore being one of those guys too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> although he wasn't probably signed to be specifically NXT. He just may end up that way. Oh, you know what else was really bad about this, this match we just watched, by the way. The co- this is this is this it. is the worst commentary team I think we're gonna have ever. Because this was was it he, heel it, Michael Cole? Or, it was I, heel Michael Cole. That's heel right. Michael Cole, Jerry the King Lawler, and and that first run of Booker T as a color guy when he was yeah. saying bad jokes and Shucky Duck quack I, quack quack and I, all that other. I crap. forgot. Yes, it was heel Michael Cole who was babyface Michael Cole in the main event. He was yes. pro John Cena because John Cena actually kind of was the heel in that program. Like they still were confused how to sell that, uh, but he was heel Michael Cole. Uh, yeah, this is also the show that Kevin Nash came back. Powerbomb CM Punk later in the night. Oh God! Speaking of antipathy, powerbombed him. Alberto Del Rio won the championship. It's quite the SummerSlam. The two matches at the end took an hour total. And then on Monday, I think wasn't that when Punk got the strike? No, the strike was eventually two weeks later, or something like that, no, wasn't well, it? The strike was because they had some travel issues. Yeah, and then and then it's like Punk, I'm going to wear your jacket, Triple H. Yeah, <laughs> that couldn't have possibly been the next night, I don't think, because they had no, the full right. crew for the pay per view. But you're right; it was soon after, I'm sure. <laughs> um, Gabe Sapolsky interview up at ShakeThemRopes.com and VoicesOfWrestling.com. We are going to be back with uh, Shake Them Ropes number seventy next week uh mm-hmm. you can catch all our old shows at shakedownropes.com and voices of wrestling.com the new japan cup for all you new japan fans starts tomorrow night which is wednesday night uh you can go to voices of wrestling.com oh god i got more wrestling to watch more wrestling the first <laughs> round of the new japan cup uh we'll see who wins that one but their voices of wrestling.com is holding a uh, pick em, uh tournament where you can go and pick the winners of every round of the New Japan Cup, and the winner gets a prize from IVP Video. So you can go there and kind of play along. And a little fun thing I entered in. Uh, so let's hope that uh, Shibata wins the whole tournament so I can get some uh, prizes there. That'd be a pretty good bet, I think. I think Shibata's the one. I I, I think I, I know New Japan booking a little bit now to the point where I can see like every single step happening, but I can also completely botch it. Uh, we'll also see how New Japan books the uh, March Madness tournament as Jeff is hoping Virginia gets the big win. Suck it, McCarron. You and your doubting of Virginia last night. But I can easily see Virginia drop jobbing in like the second round to uh, Toru Yano. First. Or first round. First round might be a little tough if they were one seed. But uh, that's it for Shake Them Ropes. You can go to shakethemropes.com slash YouTube or search YouTube for Shake Them Ropes. We'll be up with a post show here in a little bit. But uh, it was fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And, uh, you know, see ya. Bye. We didn't make one single 69 joke. We're proud of ourselves.
In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.